Good morning, good morning, my friends. Welcome to the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. I am so, so, so excited about this morning's subject. It's called Chapter 7, and it's in the book, Put Your Dreams to the Test of John Maxwell. And once again, if you're joining us for the very first time, again, I want to repeat, this is a podcast born out of a personal need of Maria Mariano, 40 years in multi-level marketing business, and I know I cannot grow my finances if I don't grow personally as a human being. I need personal development. So the years that I stagnate in sales growth, financial growth, whatever, I don't I don't check where the problem is out there. I look at me and say, what am I lacking in my personal growth to go to my next level? So that being said, you have to understand that as we climb the ladder of success, believe it or not, you have to sacrifice more and more, okay? So I have never sacrificed as much as I have sacrificed since COVID. Because when I made the decision, we were going to come through the storm and we we're going to come through the storm better than ever. I also knew that the price was going to be bigger than ever to pay to get to that next level. So that being said, this is where the podcast came into play. How do you commit to personal development without accountability? Like everybody else, you're going to start the freaking book and you're going to put it on the shelf and say, oh, I didn't have time today, tomorrow, ah, Trish, tomorrow I will read it. But tomorrow never, ever happens. You are not alone. The difference with me is that I put myself in a position where I am accountable. So I have no choice. So yesterday I'm washing dishes and here I hear Marie-Pierre and Melanie Miller on Zoom. They're already there to read the book. I didn't feel like reading the book. So here I'm washing dishes, here I'm pushing boxes. But this is what accountability is about. So maybe Melanie Miller didn't either, but because we're a group of three, you have to. So basically what I want to share with you right now, the dream is free. The dream is free, but not the journey, not the journey. And remember, it's not about achieving the goal because if it was about achieving the goal, the year we made $1 million in sale for the year, that was the goal. So what? I would have stopped 18 years ago, uh, you know, 30, 38 years ago. Yeah, because we did it after a year or two years, right? No, it's all about the journey. You have to be journey driven. At some point, we have to comfort, uh, we have to confront the question, am I willing to pay the next price to go to the next level? Now, if you want to achieve a dream, you have to be willing to always pay a bigger and bigger price. So today I prepared something for the close for my friend, Melanie Miller, because I know that sometimes we are at a point in life where we're saying, is it all worth it? But in the end, no matter what we decide to do, and that's going to be the close at the end, is we're always going to be paying a price. So if we're going to be paying a price for whatever our decisions are, might as well pay the price for the most beautiful journey of our life. Okay, this is what it's about. So before handing it over to Melanie Miller, where she will share a beautiful story of Maxwell and her personal climb to success, and then Marie-Pierre with a clarity question, I just want to ask you once again to share, and you need to write the question, am I willing to pay the price 
to achieve my dreams and then share the podcast, okay? And then share the podcast. They have to know why they need to listen to the podcast. Number two, if you haven't joined the group Inspirational, the Millionaire of the Diamonds, I'm telling you, the next the next poster, Marie-Pierre, we want Jacqueline's face in there. We want to put Jacqueline. The con- have you guys been on the group Inspirational of the Diamonds lately? Have you? It, it's like we have a whole other segment just complimenting everything we're doing and saying, I'm telling you. Um, and I said to Jacqueline, you, you've been so driven by personal development all your life. And you have now a platform to share that knowledge where people will read it. Cause sometimes you want to share something exciting for personal development, Trish, with somebody, but they're not willing to listen to it. So you're just sharing it for nothing. Right? So I said, you have now Jacqueline, the platform to share with people that are actually going to read it <laughs> and do something with it and then reshare it. So thank you to, to Jacqueline and absolutely. Thank you, Deborah. I didn't notice Deborah on Facebook. She's welcoming everybody. Matthew, Lise, like you guys just make the podcast so much more uh, friendly because it is friendly, but most importantly, they help us create that community around the millionaire of the diamonds. And I, and I can't thank you enough. So thank you so much. So with no further ado, let's go over to Dr. Melanie Miller. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And, you know, when I turned the page last night and I saw that this was the title of the next chapter I knew it was going to make all of us feel a little uncomfortable. It's like the operation, this question is a great question. Am I willing to pay the price? This question alone would explain why many entrepreneurs fail. Your dream is your dream. Your life is your life. What are you willing to give up for your dream? John Maxwell helps us to understand this situation with a story about one of his friends, Kevin Myers. And at the end, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story. Kevin Myers is a pastor in Lawrenceville, Georgia. He wanted from the age of 16 to be a pastor. He was always crazy about motorcycles as well. He owns, he owned several motorbikes during his life and, but dreamed of earning, owning a cruiser. He also dreamed of starting a, a church from scratch. He wanted to reach out to people who he described as spiritually unresolved. At age 26, he started, um, he started this and he had to sacrifice a lot to set up his first church. He moved from Michigan to Georgia. But after six years, when his church still only had 100 people and the funds were drying up and he'd already put all his own personal money from him and his wife into his dream, he felt like giving up. It really looked like his dream was dead. So he actually went back to his boss in Michigan and said, I'd really love to get my old job back. I'm not coking, I'm not, I don't have enough money. Um, I need to do this. But surprisingly, his old boss said, you know, you can't give up on your dream. You need to try to uh, tough it out a bit longer. 
So he went back and as Maria would say, lo and behold, uh, the, um, he decided that he would stick with it. He would continue with his dream. And in the seventh year, his church began to grow. It reminded me a little bit of the story of the bamboo, that um, the bamboo only shoots after five years. And really, you gotta stick in there until you see something grow. If you're giving a lot to something, it eventually is going to work. His church began to grow. They decided then to build a church rather than renting properties. And he knew that this would mean more sacrifice. And as soon as the church opened, he had it, it continued to grow. So you give people an opportunity and the opportunity grows. Around the same time, his mother passed away and left him some money and he used it to buy a cruiser bike, something he'd wanted all his life. He would hop on this bike and off he would go, all his worries behind him, driving around the, the um, environment where he lived. And he loved the fact that it reminded him of his mum too. Once the church moved into the new building, it was already getting too, um, too small for the people that were there. The church was growing. He needed to make an even bigger building, a bigger sacrifice, a bigger risk. But what was he going to do? And he said, in moments of honest reflection, I knew we would not realize the dream without more sacrifice. For three months, I wrestled with what this season of the dream was going to cost me personally. I had few material resources to give toward the vision. All I really had was my motorcycle. To most people, that would not seem like much, but it had meaning to me down to the soul level. The decision was stressful and internally, internally tumultuous. For years, I had already postponed many desires and hopes for my family. And now the next level of the dream was demanding more from me. I remember when I decided to sign over the deed of my dream motorcycle for the sake of the bigger dream. Vivid is the personal loss I felt. But all the greater, I remember how defining it was in my soul. I was now more deeply abandoned to the dream than I had ever been. This was an epic chase after the dream, and it would move forward only at the cost of personal desires. It was a leadership breakthrough for me. So he, he, he didn't share his inner turmoil with other people, but he did make it public that um, he was donating his motorcycle. People began to understand that dreams cost you something. The church was built, the congregation grew, he had to then expand the church. There was a new phase of growth, new sacrifices. In January 2008, they opened a church with seating for 2,600 people. In a weekend, they saw 6,000 people. They provide service to other parts of the world too. Kevin and his people understand the meaning of sacrifice. 
as you go up another level, you pay more. However, the season Kevin had to give up his motorcycle was a turning point for him. That was the season that I discovered the difference between dreams and mere desires. In my teens and twenties, I thought they were the same thing. But when you get deeper into a dream, you have to make greater payments. The, the trades get tougher and you realize that giving up some of your desires is the price you pay to pursue your dreams. A price you must pay to even have a chance of achieving it. Some people say they have both dreams and desires, but I doubt it. All they really have is desires that serve themselves. More than likely, if they ever had a dream, they dulled it into something small and self-serving. I believe you have to be willing to sacrifice desires for a dream. I wonder if that's true for all dreams. If so, then it's much more dangerous and adventurous to dream than most people dare to believe. But it is a great chase and one that leads to few regrets. So that was um, Kevin's thought about that. And he's still on his journey to fill his, fulfill his dreams. And there are still prices to pay. And back in 2000, the year 2000, when Alan said, you know, I think we're going to have to go overseas to pursue my dream of being the head of a pharmaceutical company, to be able to flourish as a family, to have new experiences as a family, um, we're going to have to move to North America. And I, you have to understand that I love Australia. I've always, I loved every moment I lived there. But this was a dream for the family. It was a dream for us to be able to grow. And I also had a good career in Australia. I was able to work part time, um, but I was very well respected in my field. I earned a lot of money for what I was doing. I was able to work three days a week. And I always said I wanted to make sure that my children had more of me than my business. And that was how I rationalized uh, working just three days a week. In, in reality, I probably would have loved to work seven days a week, but you rationalize in your mind the things that are necessary for your family. And, um, and Alan was working many hours even back in Australia. So we started the journey and remember we'd already moved from England to Australia to uh, go for a, an opportunity. I didn't view that as a sacrifice. I viewed that as a benefit. But coming to Canada, arriving, actually being scared to talk to anybody because we arrived in Quebec. I was the person left at home dealing with how do we get a, the electricity bill paid? Who do we pay taxes to? All those sort of things getting my kids into school, I, ha I had to give up my career to be able to come to Canada so that Alan could pursue his career. I never regretted giving up my career because we were working towards a dream, but it was a sacrifice. It was something that I made the choice of to be able to do that for Alan to pursue his dream. 
and he did. He worked really hard. He sacrificed time with his family because he had to do that in order to be able to pursue his dreams. And, you know, as the years went on, I realized that I needed more than just being a mum at home. And, um, and I wanted to work. And that's when I came to Tupperware. And then I realized, actually, I would have to sacrifice some of the things I'd begun to enjoy so that I could pursue a career and still support Alan and still support the children um, to be able to pursue their dreams. I believe that I had learned how to do that sacrifice when I did my PhD back in 2000, uh, back in 1984. Because when you do a PhD, you are at the mercy of yourself. If you don't work, nothing happens. There are many, many people that start PhDs and never finish them. They never write them up. They never complete their work. And although I would never say to them, what a waste of time, uh, because it's never a waste of time to be learning, to be working, to be discovering new things. It's a waste of time for everybody else because they don't see, the, the world does not see the benefit of what you have done. And working at a PhD, my brother was very quick to uh, tell me that um, I was, uh, I guess, giving up a, a real life because he was advancing, he was getting a car, he was getting married, all those sorts of things. And I was stuck in a laboratory. Uh, but it was through the PhD I did meet Alan. So I would never have done that had I not pursued my PhD. And I can tell you that hours that were spent in the laboratory, that hours we had to type our PhDs. There were no computers at that stage. It was a typewriter. I had to give drafts of my PhD to a typist, and then I had to go through it and manually correct it, and then give it back to her to retype. Marie-Pierre is having fits here laughing at the fact that I had to do this on a typewriter. So yes, there are sacrifices. Yes, I'm proud of the book I had, which was typewritten to record my research. That gave me a taste of what it is to sacrifice for your dream. And um, I never regret that. And I truly believe that that experience is the experience that allowed me to sacrifice for my husband's career and then to sacrifice things that I've done to pursue my Tupperware dreams. So that is it for me. And uh, now I'll pass over to Mary. Yeah. Thank you, Melanie, for this example and your story. It's really inspiring <laughs> this morning. So now the question is, are you willing to pay the price for your dream? Because yes, for most of us, that when we think about our dream, we tend to focus only on the benefits. So we think of all the fantas fantastic things that, that they will do for us and the wonderful opportunity they will bring. Yes, they may inspire us, but it won't help us to actually move forward. So to do that, we have to be willing to pay a price. So what will your dream will cost you? 
Have you thought much about that? What are you willing to pay? And just as important, what are you, aren't you willing to pay? So let's take an example really simple. So you want maybe your dreams to build a YouTube channel. So what is the price for building a successful YouTube channel? Then you have to study YouTube and understand how it works. You have to create valuable and entertaining content, get on camera and create. You have to publish online regularly. You have to do some promotion. So getting on every other social media platform, promoting your content, and you have to spend at least a year doing it, even if you don't get traction on your YouTube channel. So now maybe you understand a little bit how you can say, okay, that is something that I can pay for my dream. So let's do the dream test. So yes, for every chapter, we have to do that step of just seeing where you are now. So we have a few assessments that you can answer by writing number zero, one or two. Zero is no, one is somewhat, and two is yes. So I have five uh, assessments for you and just answer in the comments, zero, one or two. So number one, I can recount specific costs that I have already paid toward achieving my dream. So zero, one or two. Zero is no, one is somewhat and two is yes. Number two, I have already considered what I am what willing to trade next to achieve my dream. Number three, I am willing to face fierce criticism from others as I pursue my dream because I know it's right for me. Number four, my mindset is that I will never arrive at a time or a place where I will no longer have to keep paying for my dream. And number five, no matter what, I will not compromise my value, ruin my health, or damage my family to pursue my dream. So now that you answer for the five statements, what is your score for this, this section? So add your score for the section, and you can write it in the comments. What is your total? So to understand, what is it? So if you get 10, Yes, you are well on your way and the odds are very high that you will achieve your dream. If you are between eight and nine, you will need to do some work, but you are headed in the right direction for achieving your dream. If you are at seven, now you need to make significant changes if you want to achieve your dream. And if you are at six or below, you have a long way to go, but don't worry, you can <laughs> do it. <laughs> So achieving your dream will require significant rethinking and major changes in your life. So your score for the cost section, uh, it's really a measure uh, for of your awareness that you, your dream will cost you as well as an indication of what you have uh, already paid so far. So if your score is low, don't let that bother you. You can improve it as long as you count the cost of your dream and make a decision to pay what will be necessary. So take some time to reflect on what your attitude has been up to now concerning paying for your dream and try to gauge your re readiness for this next stage of the process. And then the next step is asking for direction. You know where you are. Now it's time to ask for direction. So 
take the time to interview someone that you admire uh, with ahead of you in your career or in your area of interest. So your task is this time is very straightforward is to ask that person what she had to give up in order to achieve what she has and ask her what she thinks you will have to pay in order to achieve your dream. So for example, I know we can ask Maria. <laughs> I didn't tell her. <laughs> I was asking her this morning. So what is maybe three things that you know that you had to give up in order to achieve your dream? And what is the top three that you think that everyone has to uh, or almost has to um, sacrifice to achieve their dream? Friends, wrong friends. That was my number one thing, you know, and the hardest. Like, honestly, I tell you, and I still become emotional, no regrets, because I would never have done what I've done. So for, for me, number one was understanding that to move up, I needed to get out of, I had to let go. You know, the same way people let go when they go to college and then they go to university. Well, you got to let go, right? You can't be married and still hop around town in clubs with your girlfriends. You know, same thing. Number two, the thing that I had to give up is understand that I could not be like everybody else, come home and watch TV. Okay, this didn't happen. I mean, now I have Netflix, but I didn't, I didn't even have cable in my home. Like, you know, sometimes my husband made me laugh back in the days he put um, a hanger, a metal hanger on the TV to try to grab at least a news station. Like, no, no. And the third thing we had to give up was free time. There was no free time. We, we worked, we worked guys, guys. I remember one week we worked so much. We slept 13 hours in seven days because you know, whatever it's irrelevant. So, um, a lot giving up free time, free time. Yeah. Hmm. I love it. Thank you. Maya. So you would say the same thing for someone that is pursuing a dream, the, the same tree. I tell, I tell my kids, you got to give up your old friends. They're not going where you're going. They were there for a season. They were your rocket boosters, but like a rocket to, 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 um, uh, cross the next stratosphere. You got to lose the boosters. You got to lose the boosters. They were there for, for a reason, you know, and number two, when I see them watching stupid reality TV shows, like I'm saying, how dumb are you to, I mean, are you listening? I'm talking to you guys because it's, the, it just drives me insane. Such intelligent children watching reality TV. It, it boggles my mind with the stupidity of it all. Like, absolutely, absolutely. And then when I see them, you know, wasting their time, chilling, what are you chilling? What are you chilling? Take that chill time and read something. Anyways. <sighs> <laughs> okay, so that's really good. <laughs> so now. <laughs> The next step, you will have to do it by yourself. So it's really a time to reflect. But to help you with your reflection, I have a, a 11 question that I will drop on the group Les Millionaires de Diamant Inspirational Group. So just to start your reflection about what is the cost that you are willing to pay for your dream. Thank you. You're going to print it for me, eh, Marie-Pierre? You're going to print it. Okay. So in closing, all I want to say to you is that my children really love their lifestyle. You know, I still have a full-time cleaner five days a week. They really love their lifestyle. I bring them to five diamond resorts and trips. They really love their lifestyle. 
But, you know, sometimes when I watch them behaving, like I just told you, Marie-Pierre, it's like, ah, okay. I mean, they're awesome, but I think they can be more awesomer. Even if that's not a word. So as an entrepreneur and multi-level marketing leader, I love to watch people successful because they inspire me and they make me understand that at the end of the day, everybody's paying a price. And this is what I want to share with all of you listening, especially with Marie-Pierre and Melanie Miller. Everybody's paying a price. If you're, you're, you're successful, you're paying a price. You want to have a family, you're going to pay a price. You want to have a, a better half, spouse, you're going to pay a price. Uh, you want rich and glamour, riches and glamour, you're going to pay a price. But listen to this. You want to be an employee, you're going to pay a freaking price. Okay. To be told what to do when you know that that person is incompetent. I'm sorry, there's a price to pay. You, you, you want to live paycheck, paycheck to paycheck. Well, you're going to be paying a price. You want to climb the corporate ladder well, Alan paid a freaking price. And you want to be mediocre. You want to be effing lazy. You're going to pay a price. And in my realization, closing off this podcast today, when I took a look at everybody I've crossed in my life, everybody's paying a price. Everybody's paying a price. So if I'm here to tell you, if you have to pay a price, might as well pay the price to live your dream life. Because if Melanie Miller doesn't do Tupperware full force ahead, she's going to pay the price of mediocrity. And she's not a mediocre person. We either do it or we don't. And then if she doesn't do it, what are you going to do, Melanie? There's another price to pay there. Scratching your head again. I mean, how many times do you want to go swimming a week? You're going to become all like a prune. So Ellie, there's a price to pay. So I hope you will choose the price to pay for perfect health. So take care of your health. Eat well. Stop the alcohol. Stop the smoking. Stop the McDonald's. Like, guys, perfect health. Pay the price. Because there's a price to pay. You know, you know, choosing good food over junk food. I know that the Quebec poutine is phenomenal in the mouth, but guys, it's five minutes in your mouth, five years on your hips, and five years taken away from your heart because you're going to die of a heart attack with all these grease going through your pipes, right? Okay. I wish you're going to pay the price for perfect wealth. I don't care. I'd rather be miserable and rich than be miserable and poor. I don't care what anybody says. I really hope you're going to pay the price for perfect love. And my husband uh, supports my um, audaciously ambitious mindset simply because I embark him on my journey. He's part of it. My children, they, they want to go on holidays. They absolutely want me to go on holidays with them. How many kids do you know that are 28 and absolutely want their mom with them? Well, mine. But I paid a price for perfect love. You see, there was a price to pay. Many, many sacrifices. And I, I hope you will pay the price to um, better self-express yourself. And that takes practice. Monique, push that live button 10 times a day. Learn the art of personal self-expression. Expressing loudly and clearly your why. And unapologetically ambitious. Expressing your mission, your vision. At the end of the day, you're, everybody pays a price. So if you're going to pay a price, can we pay the price of living our dream life? Yes or yes? I say yes. I say yes. That's it. Amen. All right, guys. We love you. Don't miss tomorrow morning. It's going to be as passionate as today.
All right. Love you guys. Thank you for joining us.